Welcome back. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Big news of the day for the Brewers is that uh, their backup catcher, Pedro Severino, is uh, out. 80 games suspended for a banned substance. He says that he was taking it for fertility to have a child, and uh, who knows. But uh, nevertheless, it doesn't really matter at this point. He says he takes full responsibility, and he is now accepting the 80-game suspension. It is going to be trials and tribulations now for the Brewers. By the way, the forecast for Thursday down in Chicago, high of only 45, winds 15 to 20 miles an hour with a feels-like temperature of 31. Uh, But the winds are at least west-southwest, and they're going to be blowing out. But beyond that, it's going to be a nasty day at Wrigley Field. Joining us uh, over on the hotline, our good buddy Kevin Wheeler from uh, from St. Louis. Uh, always got something to say when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals. Kevin, how you been, buddy? I've been good, man. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We were better until we got the news today uh, about what was going on uh, down in uh, down in Maryville. But beyond that, uh, you've got, uh, you know, with you, you know, the Cardinals and the Brewers are really the only two teams worth anything when it comes to the National League Central. Give me your thoughts on this Cardinals team thus far. It's a good point. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, it, I, I've been following, obviously, all the camps in the Central Division. And it's never good news to lose anybody a couple of days before. But I, I think that'll be manageable uh, for the Brewers. It's not ideal, but it's certainly manageable for them. Uh, although it's a long period of time, so you might have to think about something down the road as far as an addition. But I don't think that's that worried. I, th- I think there's a little bit more worry in Cardinals camp, and it's really just because of a couple of, of pitching injuries, and specifically with their most talented pitcher, Jack Flaherty, uh, dealing with a shoulder problem that uh, for now still has him shut down. Like we're, we're in the next in the next couple of days, we're going to find out if he's going to start a throwing program at some point soon, but. I mean, you're not going to see him till May at the earliest. I would think mid-May at the earliest. And if things don't go smoothly, obviously it could be later than that. For Alex Reyes, the reliever, um, you know, you're, we're looking more like June. Uh, and again, probably early June, but we don't know that for sure, given his history of arm problems. So those are the, those are the real big concerns with the Cardinals, is that last year what, what kept them from being able to hang in the, in the division with the Brewers was starting pitching. I mean, how are you going to hang with the Brewers with that rotation if your rotation – is piecemeal and kind of falling apart as, as the first half of the season goes along. Now they're better off than they were last year. Last year at this point, there were, there was no hope that they were going to have Dakota Hudson because he was still out with Tommy John and he didn't mm-hmm. come back until September. Uh, last year at this time, they had already had the setback with miles Michaelis and knew they'd be opening without their number two starter. Uh, well, number three, if, if both Flaherty and Wainwright are healthy and essentially last year, uh, Bill, all they really had was Adam Wainwright. I mean, they had a rotation that was just scattershot with Carlos Martinez alternating between injured and bad and Kwon Young Kim uh, alternating between injured and inconsistent and, you know, guys like Daniel Ponce de Leon and John Gant, who, let's just be honest, were not good as starters. They were bad as starters. They were going three, three and a half innings and giving up two, three, four runs. So, they have a little bit better setup than that this year, especially with Michaelis and Hudson being healthy in the addition of Steven Matt. But that's really going to be the concern uh, for the season. I, the bullpen will probably find its form. You know, they're not as good at the back end as, as Hader and Williams. Uh, so that's a difference. But they have some. They have a lot of power arms. They should be okay in terms of depth. But we have to see how the, the, late, the late innings are going to sort themselves out as we go. The lineup should be good. The defense is phenomenal. But, but really, I think this is entirely about the, the, the starting rotation being what it needs to be. 
Um, you know, Wainwright is always those that guy that's kind of like uh, hit or miss. He's either really on and good, or he's hurt. So, I mean, last year a really solid season. This year, I, I think it, with Wainwright being what forty years old now, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. what do you just knock on wood and hope that uh, nothing happens to him? I mean, it's crazy. You know, he was he was one of only what was it like five six pitchers in all of baseball that threw two hundred innings. <laughs> I mean, right. it might, he might have been third in innings pitched in all of Major League Baseball. And what, what he has going for him in that regard as a workhorse is that he's not a max effort thrower. He's not out there trying to throw 97 on every pitch. His, his off-speed stuff uh, is pure off-speed stuff. It's not the max effort slider or whatever. So, you know, he, and he's healthier now than he was two, three, four years ago. Um, and he found some new routines to, to kind of help him with that as he's gotten older to stay more flexible and all that. But, you know, what, what's always come up with him in terms of injuries has been the big get Tommy John and, uh, in 2011. He had an Achilles injury a few years later, and those were the things that kind of set him back. And, you know, once he start, he got healthy, which was really going into 2020, he's been almost like the old Wayno since then. And, uh, I don't think you can count on that when you're talking about a 40-year-old, right? I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the concern is, is self-evident when somebody reaches their 40s. But there's no evidence the last two seasons that there's any kind of decline. So, yeah, they're going to be relying on him. They're going to rely on him for innings. They're going to rely on him for stability. And, and of course, they're going to need all of that to, to hold up, I think. Uh, again, because if you're keeping up with Milwaukee, you've got to keep up with what's probably the best rotation for sure in the central and maybe in the entire national league if you uh god forbid anything happened and you do have some injuries uh you know who is most likely next up is it uh you've got a few arms uh what is it oviedo uh johan oviedo uh down in uh, down in the minors right now i was reading some stuff about him and and a couple of the other guys but how deep is that uh, that pitching staff that could come up and help them out it's deeper now than it was at this time last year. You know, so you remember last year, what stabilized them was going out and just snagging guys for basically nothing, right? They picked up Wade LeBlanc and he actually came in before he got hurt. He actually came in and did a nice job for the Cardinals. Uh, and then they went out and got John Lester and Jay Happ, right? Two old guys who were not having success and they were solid for the Cardinals. And, and what was solid was they, they would give you five innings every time out, six innings every time out, which would allow the, the bullpen to be used properly as opposed to the chaotic way that the bullpen needed to be used for the first three, four months of the season. Um, well, they, they've kind of gone out and, and Bill made, made those additions in advance of the year. That's, that's what Drew Verhagen is. That's what Aaron Brooks is. Um, these guys that they brought back from, from uh, overseas, you know, uh, Brooks was pitching in Korea and having a good bit of success there as a strike thrower. Verhagen was doing the same in Japan. Again, those guys are strike throwers. And the thing that hurt them last year were guys that could not throw strikes, right? Gant and Ponce de Leon and Carlos Martinez. They just they could not throw strikes, so there were all kinds of walks, and you're you know, out of three innings. Well, they, they've gone heavy into the strike throwers. So those guys are on the roster. They can both start. Uh, you mentioned Johan Oviedo, super talented, man. You look at him, and you look at a guy that – Looks like he should be an ace. He throws 97. You know, he's six foot five and 240 pounds. Like he looks the part, but again, command is his problem. So if he can work it, work that out at, at AAA Memphis this year, he could be a factor later in the year. Uh, Jake Woodford is a guy they like too, another strike thrower who will be on the opening day roster. He'll be in. He'll either be the fifth starter or he'll be um, in a long to slash middle relief role. So you know, he's a guy they like a good bit, but not a, not a, he's not an ace type. He's he's definitely more of a 
you know, fourth or fifth type starter for the long term. But the guy that we're waiting to see more on as far as depth goes is their top pitching prospect, Matthew Libertor. You know, MLB.com has him as the top left-handed pitching prospect. Or I think, the, I'm sorry, the third best left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. He's, you know, he's a top 50 prospect in pretty much every ranking. And he's going to be ready soon. You know, he spent a full year at AAA last year at the age of 21. So he's really young. He's a guy that they see as a long-term rotation piece, but probably not ready now to contribute. They're kind of hoping, you know, June, July, if there was an injury or something, that maybe he'd be ready to step in and give him a big kick. Talking with Kevin Wheeler from KMOX Radio St. Louis. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Kevin Wheeler 94 Find his stuff there. Uh, there shouldn't be a problem when it comes to power numbers. Uh, it, you know, the projections, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like everybody in that lineup uh, has double-digit power projections. Uh, so offensively, this team should be pretty much set, right? They should be, you know, and, and they were really once they got healthy last year. You know, the beginning of the year, both Tyler O'Neill and, and Harrison Bader missed long stretches, you know, like three and four week stretches. And, you know, they were, they had guys playing regularly that just weren't providing anything in those spots. Like Justin Williams, Matt Carpenter was having to take, get regular at that. And just didn't get anything from their depth guys. So if the lineup's healthy, it's going to be good. I mean, we we saw O'Neill, what he's, what O'Neill's capable of, you know, what Arenado and Goldschmidt are. Um, I think that Dylan Carlson takes another step. Uh, you know, the guy that I've compared him to since he was probably, well, probably since he was in A-ball, he's a comparable player to Christian Yelich at the same age. I don't think he's ever going to get to the peak Yelich where he's 44 home runs and an MVP. I don't think Carlson has that. But he's similar to what a young Yelich was, and I think he's got the upside to be maybe uh, a slightly lesser version of, of Yelich as a hitter. So, you know, he's got the same build, same size, good discipline in the strike zone. He probably takes a step forward this year, uh, and I would think, uh, and again, not necessarily an all-star, but certainly a, a well-above-average player, a very good everyday player who might be hitting leadoff this year uh, if he gets off to a good start. Um, and, and where they, you know, where they have a chance to really get better uh, is with that DH spot. I mean, everybody in the NL gets that, and they're going to be playing a lot of different platoon combinations there with Albert Pujols and Corey Dickerson and probably Lars Newtbar. And, and the nice thing for the offense is. They have options coming soon. They've got a couple of big bats that are pretty much ready or close to ready. Juan Yepes is the first baseman who tore up AAA last year, and then he was basically the best hitter in the Arizona Fall League. And they got Nolan Gorman, who's the top second-base prospect in baseball, who's a legit 30-homer guy. So they've got a couple of prospects that are really close to being major league ready. So if they need help, they probably have it waiting in the wings. So, yeah, they should be good offensively. And, you know, I have to give this speech a lot here on the, on the radio in St. Louis. But we have to, you know, when we're talking about the Cardinals' numbers, we always have to account for the fact that Bush Stadium really sucks for hitters. It's a terrible place for right-handed hitters, especially. And when you look at the Cardinals' road numbers last year, I think they were fourth in, in the National League in offense. So, like, if you look at them in a, par- in a ballpark neutralized setting, so something like weighted runs created plus or whatever, I think they were fifth in the National League overall last year, something like that. So, the numbers may not may not tell you exactly how good they are because Bush Stadium sucks a lot of offense out of the hitter. Hey, before I let you go, uh, give me your thoughts on the rest of the National League Central and uh, kind of seeing how you sh- how you see shaking out. Well, I, I think that, that until somebody can shows that they're going to catch the Brewers, they're the team to beat. And you know they've got the they've got the two big elements that are really hard to to get past when it comes to consistency. 
you don't go on many losing streaks when you've got that kind of starting rotation. I mean, you just don't. And I, I'm really curious to see what the what role Aaron Ashby ends up in because to me, he's a real potential difference maker either uh, in the rotation later on or as a guy that complements uh, Williams and Hader at the back end of the pen. And I, I just think that when you've got three guys that are all-star starters and good guys behind that in the rotation and then – basically a team you're not going to beat when you're behind from the sixth, from the seventh inning on, right? I mean, mm-hmm, when they right. beat from the seventh inning on, they're not going to lose. So they're the team to beat without question, even with, you know, the questions about offense and, you know, some, a couple of places you got a little, I think you probably have a little bit of worry defensively. They're still the team to beat until, until someone like the Cardinals shows that they can do it. Um, I think your assessment was right. The, the, it's those two teams. They're the only two playoff caliber teams in the division. Uh, Cubs and Reds are probably similar. To me, they're kind of low 70s wins type teams where at times they'll look good, but they're really thin. Uh, and, you know, I think they're, they're going to have struggles at the back end of both of their rotations. I think they're both going to struggle in their bullpen this year. And then, of course, the Pirates are the, the AAA farm club of the Central Division. So right. everybody will be everybody will be fattening up on wins when they play the Pirates. Kevin, great stuff. We'll uh, get you back on as the season goes along. But uh, thanks for taking a couple of minutes with us, pal. I appreciate it. You got it, guys. Anytime. Enjoy the start uh- of the year. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go, Kevin Wheeler. KMOX Radio St. Louis at Kevin Wheeler 94 at Kevin Wheeler 94. That's where you can uh, catch his stuff. Good, good stuff as he fills us in as to what St. Louis has going on. St. Louis's lineup, you can look at that lineup and uh, the projections for 2022. Uh, every one of them uh, are in double digits when it comes to power numbers. So it's whether or not you can stop the power numbers and they don't get those giant clumps of runs. And against you specifically, I mean, they're going to get theirs against other teams, but uh, it's, it's those games with St. Louis are the, are the ones that are really, really, really going to matter. Uh, really big time going to matter. Hey, uh, I don't do this often, but I love it when people get a hold of me. And I say this all the time uh, regarding sponsors. Uh, Annie, who listens to us in Jefferson, Wisconsin, said, uh, Bill went to Elton John down at the Pfizer Forum and took your advice, went to San Giorgio. Got the Alario, and my God, was it good. Uh, the pizza was unbelievable, and we were introduced to Cider Boys. My husband and I loved it. Thanks for the great advice. We will definitely be be back. Robin was very special to us. That's Annie from Jefferson. Uh, I've been telling you for a while, I love San Giorgio, and if you're looking for great pizza, authentic, Napolitana VPN certified pizza. There's only 60, 70 of these things in the country. And we have one right here in our own backyard. It's a fantastic place. And they pair up, whether it's mine, the Alario, whether it's a San Giorgio, whatever the pizza happens to be, fantastic. They pair it up with Cider Boys. Really, really, really good. Or you go next door to the Calderon Club, which that's the best Italian food you're going to stick in your grill. It's just just so, so good. Stop down there if you're heading downtown Milwaukee. Anywhere around down there, that's the best Italian food you're going to find. Say hi to Gino when you go in. But uh, Robin is the, uh, the head pizza maker, the guy that runs San Giorgio. Tell them we said hi because they're just good, good people. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bon Jovi. He's actually at the uh, the Pfizer Forum tonight, as a matter of fact. Downtown Milwaukee. So uh, good stuff on a day that Bon Jovi's coming to town. Hey, by the way, uh, and I mentioned this a couple of different times, but uh, they are just about sold out at the Four Seasons Island Resort and the wine tour 
that is going to take place for two girls, two glasses. And that is going to be Saturday, April 23rd and Sunday, April 24th for the winery tours. Uh, you're going to get picked up in Sheboygan. You're going to go to the Ledgestone Winery, uh, Mona Rose Winery. One of ours, our, our little bird tells me that we're going to be a part of this, but Forgotten Fire Winery up near Marinette and Wine A Lot Vineyards as well. You're going to go to all four of those. You're going to head up to a Four Seasons Island Resort, uh, four wineries, three meals, Sunday lunch or Saturday lunch, Saturday evening exclusive wine dinner, and then a Sunday morning uh, champagne brunch before you get taken back to your car where everybody meets in Sheboygan. And that's uh, from our friends at the Four Seasons. And uh, right now, by the way, if you want something separate, Four Seasons Island Resort right now available all-inclusive package for two, for two, for two nights. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, rail drinks, domestic beer, house wines, uh, all during bar hours. Lodging, all of it included, two adults, 600 bucks per couple. That's two nights, not one, two nights, and everything included everything included right there get a hold of our, our girl barb 715-324-5800 715-324-5800 or just simply email her b-a-r-b barb at the four seasons wi.com barb at three the four seasons wi.com and get a hold of her tell her we sent you so two great offers right now if you want to do the wine tour on the 23rd and 24th, you're good to go. Or maybe you just want to be a part of that package for two nights, all-inclusive, at the Four Seasons Island Resort on the island, 715-324-5800. Ask for Barb, B-A-R-B, or email her, barb at the4seasonswi.com. Barb at the4seasonswi.com. So uh, if you're just tuning us in to get you caught up, Tiger Woods has said uh, most likely he will play. He'll make the official announcement tomorrow. In the Masters. Uh, also, the other piece of news today came out regarding the Brewers. Pedro Severino, the, Brewer, Severino, the Brewers' backup catcher, uh, suspended 80 games for testing positive for a banned substance today. Uh, so, And he also put out a statement after the fact saying that uh, he and his wife and, and the Dominican were trying to have children, unable to do so, began taking a fertility drug that contained this banned substance, and he apologized. He takes responsibility. He apologizes to the uh, the team, as you know, teammates, franchise fans, all that kind of stuff. But you, you just never know, and uh, it's unfortunate. So if if he's one hundred percent telling the truth, it in a lot of ways he's still wearing the scarlet letter by many, you know. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Less than an hour from now, we are going to hear from uh, James Jones, wide former wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He's going to be joining us as well. We're going to talk with him more. Uh, about the wide receiver wide receiver situation in Green Bay, um, uh, Magoo says certainly you would think that any player would submit the name of any drug that uh, he had taken or had not taken before the team, uh, Major League Baseball, or the players' union, or perhaps all three. Uh, the impact of the player is too great to take a chance. I.e., not doing that cost him uh, over a million bucks, eighty games without pay. I know one thing, if there were things that I could not take to do my job, uh, the best part about it is we're pretty much allowed to take anything. But if there were things I, I absolutely positively could not take to do my job, and if they said, if you and we could randomly test you at any point in time, and if you get caught with any of this in your system, you will be suspended for a half a year without pay, 
you better believe that everything I call the doctor about, before I go get it, before I even go get it, I'm going to send a note off to the doctor or the company or something and say, this is what they want me to take. Can I take it? It's just, we hear it all the time. I didn't know. I shouldn't have done this. It's kind of like fire ready aim. I'll do it. I'll take it. See what happens. If I don't get busted, I'm fine. And there's just too much at stake. Just too much at stake. Um, Major League Baseball anticipates that perhaps 15 of the 30 teams are going to use Pitch.com this year. It permits the catcher to send a signal on a transmitter to the pitcher. this, This is so bizarre. This is where we're at now. This allows the catcher to send a signal to a, to a, on a transmitter to the pitcher along with three other players on the field, removing the need for actual signs. It also should speed up the game, could eliminate sign stealing altogether. I didn't even know that existed. How did I not know this? Ben, did you know that they were doing this? No, it just came out either today or yesterday. I had no idea. I didn't know those things existed. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, there is a, a transmitter. You can hit one, two, three, or four, or five, I guess, whatever you want to call for. And I don't know how the catcher does it, if it's something that's connected to his belt I, or something, I, I have no idea. Because it's got to be at least relatively visible for him to be able to do this. But it will then be transmitted to to the pitcher and at least two or three other players on the field. So if you're a first baseman and, say, a, a, a right-handed hitter's up and they're going to go low and away, you'll know the possibility of it coming this way if it's low and away and he goes with the pitch, could be coming in your direction. Or if you're at third and it's going to be high and tight to a guy that is a right-handed hitter, you know that if he gets around on this thing, he could be ripping it down the line. Guard, guard near the line. I didn't even know this technology exists. I mean, I knew that you could pretty much do anything, but I didn't know that they had put something together for Major League Baseball. But, yeah, uh, according to Bob Nightingale, at least 15 out of the 30 Major League Baseball teams, have shown interest in using this throughout this season. Interesting stuff. How long until the system gets hacked? And then uh, there you, you know go. What? It's funny. Started. Mark just hit me up over on the, uh, the Bud Light live stream. He just said the exact same thing. Just exact same thing. How long before that system gets hacked? And and my question then, okay, so it takes sign stealing out of the game. But let's say the little box or whatever it is, is I mean, where is it? Is is it a little, you know, a little box that sits on the on the belt of the, the catcher? Because if it is, then 
can't you see him pushing button one, two, three, or four? Or is it something that sits on the ground where he leans? I mean, it just, it's, I, I love to see the setup and how this is going to work. Or it's in that armband thing that quarterbacks wear when they have all the plays. Yeah. yeah. Just press a couple buttons in there. But do you remember a couple of years ago when Billy Butler, who was a DH for the A's, was looking back at the signs of the Indians then catcher mm-hmm, and, the, right. and the catcher got mad. Butler goes deep and then a brawl happens. Yes. I feel like it's in a mock that hitters just start peeking back. Right. See, I, and again, my experience is a far, far cry from, from major league baseball, but how hitters don't have the peripheral vision to be able to see when the pitcher gets into his windup to either hear or to see out of his out of the corner of his eye where the catcher sets up. Because in the time that the pitcher begins to rock, is usually when the catchers will slide out or slide in. How you don't see that as a hitter or have a fo- – because I know that they, they just talk about focus on the pitcher, focus on the pitcher, focus on the pitcher, see what he's doing, see where the guys on the field are moving. That will be the indicator as to where they're going to throw you. And I understand that, but how you don't see that behind you it's it's crazy I, i've always wondered that i know i, I had a uh, discussion with ryan braun about this years ago and he said you know on day games or games that aren't well attended you can hear the catcher moving you can hear the equipment creak you know you could hear like the shin guards and stuff move a little bit but you know other than that i always said how do you not know where the guy's going to set up. Because if it's a fastball, okay, it's a fastball. That That's not going to necessarily be the indicator as to how they're going to pitch you. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Huh. Um. So our, our buddy Will Carroll, by the way, uh, he's he goes under the uh, injury expert. He talks about different sports injuries, uh, baseball injuries, the science of baseball. So I posted a little while ago, I said, you know, when when Severino was suspended, uh, you know, and we just read from Magoo, who says, certainly you would think that a player would submit the name of a drug that he or she is about to take. Uh, Will Carroll says that's not how the system works. There's a hotline to check before you take anything. But unless you submit for what they call a TUE, None of those are involved in deciding whether or not to take something. So no team doctor, the, the Players Association, the team itself, none of them are actually involved. What you're supposed to do is call a hotline and check before you take anything. But I don't know what a TUE is. He says before you submit to a TUE, a... Um, unless you submit for a TUE, which I would assume that is like something, something exception where you're taking something because you're wanting to say, you know, in Pedro Severino's case, what he stated was they were trying to have children. So he was taking this drug to, for fertility. So you would then uh, apply for submit a TUE, something for an exception to be able to take this. And baseball would then grant you that knowing that now is in your system. Okay, that I understand. So, but there is still a hotline to call. But still, I'm telling you, man, if I had to, if I got something, uh, 
what's an extra 24 hours if I get a hold of my team doctor or whomever? Uh, by the way, David Stearns did confirm. He said, yes, um, it's all taken place, uh, 80 games. But he said the team is already in talks with other teams and other free agents uh, about trying to find a backup catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. So there you go. 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by the Social House, H-A-U-S. Dan Della and the gang welcome you into their brand-new edition right on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop out. If it's your birthday, they give you a free birthday beverage, and they give you a uh, a nice birthday T-shirt as well. So stop in, get your birthday T-shirt on. And Really good food. The kitchen is back open. But the expansion is beautiful, and I can't wait for summertime for that thing to get here and those garage doors to be open. Listening to some music out there is going to be fantastic. The Social House, H-A-U-S, Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls near Brookfield. Stop in, tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. There is a company in the state of Wisconsin called Wabam, W-A-B-A-M, Wabam, and they carry a ton of cleaning products, really good uh, ceramics if you're a car guy, a motorcycle person, or a car girl for that matter. But if you're looking for it uh, for your motorcycle, they even carry it at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WisHD.com or stop on out on Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, but go to GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M.com, GetWabam.com. You're going to see uh, them out on the race circuit uh, locally as well, uh, race cars and such, different uh, short tracks here in the state of Wisconsin. But if you're looking for industrial, if you're looking for janitorial cleaning supplies, they have got it all. Go to GetWabam.com. That is GetWabam.com. Good, good stuff. Uh, Adam says, uh, what do you think this is going to do to the Brewers' chances for making the postseason, if Severino can't go and Narvaez goes down, suddenly that becomes a real sinkhole in the lineup. Um, bite your tongue. <laughs> bite your tongue. You know, I mean, uh, I, I know David Stearns just spoke a little while ago. Uh, and by the way, Adam McAlvey, uh had it out. Uh, but, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, there's Brett Sullivan, who they could possibly bring up. He's got some options. Uh, Severino, like I said, he's going to be, you know, we're telling the story all day. He's down for a while. There's going to be a couple of other catchers that they have in the minor league system. Um, You know, maybe Diaz, um, uh, Navarretto, um, but they're probably going to go out and find somebody. They're, They're scouring right now to find somebody, whether it's a free agent or a trade, something to get them through. Uh, but you don't want to give up too much because you know he's going to be coming back after 80 games. So they're just trying to see what they have, and you know we'll 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 see what they end up doing. Mario Feliciano is probably going to be the guy to to be put on the roster most likely. Uh, Feliciano for right now, and then, but yeah, you just hope that Narvaez does not go down. You know he is. Um, He's projected to be pretty much your everyday guy. He is a left-handed bat. He gives you some pop, not huge, but he gives you, you know, projected anywhere from 
10 to 15 home runs on the season. Um, you know, can pretty consistent 215 batting average, something like that. But um, while Feliciano maybe hits for a little bit better batting average, he most likely is not going to give you the same pop that Narvaez gives you. But, you know, look, as, defensively, as long as, as, as long as he can come in, play solid, and give Narvaez a break, because you figure Narvaez, uh, Narvaez is probably going to give you about 400 plate appearances, which is about 100, and, 100 to 110, 115 games, something like that. So that leaves you with 45 games-ish, okay? So in those 80 games halfway through the season, 20 of them, you would assume, would then be Feliciano games for days of rest. So that's kind of the way you would figure it going, right? So if Narvaez does 110 to 115, 120 games, that gives you, what, 42, like I had mentioned, games, 40 40 to 45 games that he is not going to catch. Um, Okay, so that's 22, 23, 24 games maybe that Feliciano at this point would have to start. So it's not completely detrimental. What what you hope is is that Feliciano can give you a little bit of a stick off the bench in pinch hitting situations if needed. That's it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, hit us up. That that's what this means. But uh, you know, again, going back to what your original statement was, if Narvaez goes down, yeah, then then you're talking about kind of a sinkhole. Behind the plate. 100% agree. No doubt. Um, The Progressive Packers says, uh, hey, guys, not good news for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, but I think they're going to be okay with the DH. It's not going to be as prevalent when it comes to manipulation of the roster for hitters and pinch hitting for pitchers. That, you are 100% correct. 100% correct. Good point. Good point. 877 867 1670. 867 1670. Brent says, uh, When was the last time we had this many homegrown pitchers in our staff on the big league roster? Um, well, let's see here. You've got uh, Corbin Burns, Woodruff. Both of those guys were, were uh, Brewers because haters not. Uh, Hader came over in that trade for Houston years ago. Hader is not. Uh, Devin Williams is. Um, who else? Aaron Ashby. Aaron Ashby is. Um, Hobie Milner? No, Hobie Milner, I think. No, Hobie Milner, I think, came from another team. I think he was... Well, he was a free agent. Homie Milner was a free agent from the Angels, but I don't think he was ever drafted by the Brewers. Who else? Brent Suter? Brent Suter was, yeah. Brent Suter. So, yeah, you've got, what, four or five guys? Let me let me look here real quick. Because um, Peralta, Peralta wasn't. Peralta was, was uh, by Seattle. Peralta was drafted by Seattle. Okay. Uh, Peralta was by Seattle. Adrian Hauser was from Houston. Eric Lauer, obviously, from San Diego. You're right, Devin Williams. Hader came from uh, from came from Houston, 
but he was originally signed by Baltimore years back. Uh, Boxberger is originally from Cincinnati. Uh, he was a free agent that came from Miami. So Brent Suter, Aaron Ashby. So you got, what, five pitchers on the staff that are all homegrown? That's not bad. That's not bad. That's that's a solid staff. And you got, you know, Freddie Peralta early on from Seattle. You got Adrian Hauser early on from Houston back in 15, him and uh, Josh Hader. So both of those guys have paid off big time for uh, for the Brewers. So, you know, that... That's, that turned out to be a really, really good deal for the crew, without a doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670. But I, but I agree with you. Hey, coming up here in about 15 minutes, stay tuned. James Jones of the NFL Network, former Packers wide receiver, going to be joining us. We're going to talk more about this wide receiving core and the Packers' need at wide receiver. Stay tuned, though. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on we're glad to have you hey don't forget about our friends over at new male medical if you're feeling down feeling sluggish feeling like you're putting on some weight uh maybe other things aren't necessarily good when it comes to the bedroom whatever is ailing you all you got to do is call get a hold of them 414-455-4451 that's 414-455-4451 that's the new male medical center and they can help you out with weight loss they can help you out with ed they can help you out with just low testosterone for getting more energy, more vitality, better mood, better stamina. All of that, they can help you out. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Can't do anything if you don't give them a call. Again, that's New Mel Medical Center. Locations throughout Wisconsin, but one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, one phone number for New Mel Medical and a great sponsor, but they really do get the job done. 414 414- Four five five four four five one, and like I said, you can't do anything, change anything, feel anything different if you don't call. Again, four one four four five five four four five one. Matt says, going back to the electronics now that some catchers will have. Uh, the catchers wear an armband like a quarterback, and that transmits to a receiver, which is in the band of the pitcher's cap. I've seen a couple of teams that have actually tried it in spring training. It does speed things up. Uh, There are some college teams that are currently using it. Uh, Jason says uh, Vanderbilt University is using it. Kentucky University is using it. Ohio State University will be using it as well. Uh, It is approved technology in both collegiate and Major League Baseball. Okay. Did not know that. This is, you know what? This is why we do this. Because every now and then you learn something. I I had not paid close enough attention, I guess. I have the games on. I watch them all the time. I just, I had not paid close enough attention uh, to see as to whether or not catchers were using armbands to relay pitches to the pitcher. But you're right. I mean, many people have chimed in and said, hey, just (laughs) wait until the system gets hacked. Somebody somewhere in the stadium they say, well, grab something that grabs a signal. and Because, like, when you walk into 
a uh, an NFL stadium, the first thing you see when you come off of the the uh, the press box elevator is to go see if you have any sort of communication equipment. Because what the in the old days it used to be you'd have a walkie-talkie, and your walkie-talkie. Uh, or text, now it's text messages, so you don't have to do it as much, but you'd have a walkie-talkie that would communicate with your cameraman on the field. And you would tell him, hey, you know, I want to get this or try to get a couple shots of that. This is where my story's going to go. So you have some video to back it up, what it is you're thinking about using. Or if you are, say, an opposing team and you want to have communication via walkie-talkie to the sideline, you can have that as well. So you always have to have a communication with uh, a, a, a Wi-Fi guy or a frequency manager, if you will, inside those stadiums. I just keep waiting for something that's going to crack into these systems um, that suddenly it's, it's going to get stolen. I, you know, I mean, I don't know how they're going to relay it that fast and how it's going to change things, but... You know, you got teams that are banging on garbage cans, so, you know, who knows? Um, by the way, uh, Great Dane GB says, I have no issue watching a three-plus-hour game. It is the stalling tactics. Always call them the La Russa tactics if ste- of stepping off the mound, exiting the batter's box. It all slows the game down, and it makes it unwatchable. I... There is some gamesmanship. I don't mind. If a pitcher is working quickly and a batter just wants to get in for a second and breathe, I don't mind him stepping out. Just step out once. But if it continues, then, yeah, it does make the game rather long and drawn out. I agree with that. Or there are some pitchers that are considered the human rain delay. I mean, they take forever from the time they get the the, the signal to the focus, to looking in, to visualizing it, the slow rock, the two-step as they turn, tap, tap, bringing up the leg, cocking, throwing. It ta- it seems to take forever. And that description was slowed down. And there are pitchers that take longer than that to throw a baseball. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. So, yeah, if, if they want to speed the game up in that facet, I'm all for it. Uh, but if you've got good baseball being played, entertaining baseball being played, not as many strikeouts, you know, putting the ball in play. I remember it was six, what was it, six something, six minutes and 30 something seconds to get the ball in play for pitches, you know, a pitch. Toss back to the pitcher, strikeouts, what have you. It was almost six minutes. Think about that. Think about how long six minutes is. Two minutes is long, much less six. That's the reason you can lose attention in Major League Baseball. So the strikeouts, as, uh, you know, as, as they said in Bull Durham, strikeouts are fascist. For pitchers, yeah, strikeouts are a badge of honor. But strikeouts in general, without the the pace of play, without action on the field, yeah, that that can be somewhat fascist. I get it. You know, Kevin Costner said it best, I guess. 
877-867-1670. Coming up after the top of the hour, uh, we're going to talk with James Jones. James Jones, former Packers wide receiver, now with the uh, the NFL Network. And we're going to talk with him about the wide receiving core of the Green Bay Packers and the needs. And there's a couple of stories going back some years when he and I had a chance to chat when we were in Miami. And I, I want to bring that back up and just kind of reiterate it, but not coming from my lips, but more from his as to what the Packers need. Also, by uh, if you want to pay attention to the program, find us over on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And you can track us down. You can subscribe every time the program comes on the on the air. Uh, we hit, you know, we hit uh, stream and it pops right up for you. So it's a great way to follow the program and be reminded that we're on the air. Uh, without, you know, loud messages or notifications, just go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show and subscribe. You can watch the show each and every day right there. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Good guys over there. Go to burnpitbbq.com for the best uh, sauces. Great barbecue sauce. But they've got rubs. They've got hot sauces now. They are veteran-owned right here in the state of Wisconsin. They've been doing it now a little over two years. They give back to many, many veterans' charities as well. But for, for just great taste and great flavor and grilling season, burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. And see everything they have to offer, whatever your flavor is, order it up in a day, maybe two tops. You're going to be getting this stuff. Fantastic. Go to burnpitbbq.com. James Jones, former wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, now with the NFL Network. He will join us coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.